0: Show me your ways, O Lord, and teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. For you are the God of my salvation, and you have I trusted all the day long. In the name of the Triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, please be seated. all images in scripture this ranks pretty high for me today's gospel this picture painted by Mark is breathtaking on one hand and untamed and raw on the other for me it's like a slow-motion picture and each part plays an important role in the whole of the story I'll tell you why in quick-paced and fashion. We're told about Jesus and that he came from Nazareth of Galilee. He was then baptized by John in the Jordan River. And then this happens. Just as Jesus comes up out of the water, the heavens tore apart and the Spirit descended like a dove on Jesus. The voice from heaven then pronounces, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am pleased. One of the characteristics of the gospel of Mark is that this particular gospel writer wastes no time in saying that the spirit immediately, one of Mark's favorite words, is immediately. The Spirit immediately drove Jesus out into the wilderness where he was for 40 days, tempted by Satan and all the wild beasts. Perhaps the only ray of light in this wilderness time for Jesus was that the angels were with him. In spiritual phrasing and in Jewish literature, the process of separation always happens in the wilderness. Whether in the barren parts of the Sinai Peninsula, the outskirts of the Promised Land along the Jordan River, or perhaps even the sketchy places of our own souls... The wilderness of our lives can sometimes be the places where big choices are made, which prove who we really are. So for me, in many ways, the wilderness, it's a proving ground because there are very, very few places to hide in the wilderness, which in some ways is why it's so good for our souls. Evil hides, but goodness stays in plain sight, which is one reason why it is so scary, yet there is so much beauty in the wilderness. Wild and unpredictable, the ancients knew the desert or the wilderness wasn't a place humankind could tame. And knowing all too well what possibly lurked in those unseen places, one did not choose to go into the wilderness unless you were forced. For instance, when cities become unsafe or when God was prompting, telling you to go. Deserts and the wilderness were places to be avoided until they couldn't be. And when they couldn't be, God had a way of transforming them for his glory and our salvation, oddly making the wilderness a safe haven. A place of new beginnings where God proves his ability to protect and provide. A place into which God lured Israel back when he wanted to rekindle relationship. When it was no longer scary, the wilderness became a place to reclaim one's fertile life with God. As Jesus is whisked away to the wilderness, The place of new beginnings at once becomes the place of final judgment. And what is powerful to note is that as Jesus is whisked away, he is done so by the very same spirit that just proclaimed him worthy and pleasing to God at his baptism. Jesus is prompted into the untamed wilderness by the very Spirit which keeps him forever in communion with his Father. From his very first step into uncertainty of the wilderness to his final step into heaven, Jesus was reckoned favorably by the very God we most, desperately desire to love us. We began our Lenten journey together on Wednesday. And this, our first Sunday of Lent, we are welcomed, driven, into the wilderness. But please be mindful that whatever the wild beasts of our particular wilderness just might be, his love is more certain than they are scary. Just as God called Jesus into the wilderness, we too are called there. And answering that call oftentimes can be so scary, but if open and desiring, this very difficult place in all of its rawness and discomfort can be a place that leads to surpassing beauty. By Christ's handiwork, everything scary and untamed is overwhelmed and proven empty by the truth of his love and faithfulness. So, on this very first Sunday of Lent, on this very cold Sunday, Somewhat ironic that our usual warm manger that is grace feels a bit more wildernessy today, doesn't it? Thankfully, not so wildernessy because of a ministering angel that is among us who provided heaters for us. But maybe together we are a little bit more uncomfortable than normal, cold. Maybe stiff. I hope none of you all are questioning why you got out of bed. Maybe you are. But if anything, of all Sundays for there to be no heat in this space, the first Sunday of Lent that it happens does not fall light on me. So consider this the start of your wilderness. In this cold sanctuary, we are all dipping our toes in together. So, as we begin, and wherever you find yourself today, whatever wilderness you are walking now, I hope you will be mindful. And imagine that perhaps God is at work both for us and through us during this wilderness time. For we know that struggle, trial, even misery, wilderness times, they show up often enough. They do. It's part of the spiritual path. We're not immune to them. So the wise soul considers the struggles and wonders in light of the story that we hold up this morning. The wise soul asks, even though I did not wish for this, how might god be at work through this what god can i get out of this time and how might god how might you use this to help someone else hear me now I ask these kinds of questions not to excuse wilderness times because I know when you're knee-deep in all things wilderness that's not helpful, frankly. And I also realize asking questions doesn't redeem struggle or suffering but I ask because I know my people ask and wonder. But I also ask, and I have to remind us all, that God's presence is with us during these wilderness times that often leave us feeling stretched beyond our abilities. Where sleep is elusive, where sadness is the only feeling, where sorrow consumes day in and day out, where we feel as though we cannot bear it anymore. God is with us. Because this morning's gospel shows us the same spirit of God that descended on Jesus at his baptism and then immediately drove him out into the wilderness, also accompanied him during that time and brought him back again. so also God will not abandon you. You may feel like it, but it's not true. Because sometimes, and you may get mad at me for saying this, but I'm going to say it, from time to time, God drives us there for our own good Lord have mercy for our own good he takes us there but this is the hope in it God is always in the business of taking that which seems only to cause death and somehow mysteriously birth, resurrection, and new life. That is the hope we have. Your wilderness is going to be redeemed. You will have resurrection. I promise. Because God is more than able to take which seems to only cause death and bring new life. So as God beckons you and me to face the untamed wilderness in our own lives this Lent, May we go, may we say yes, it's for six weeks. May we be brave and know that we don't go alone and know that the same spirit that called Jesus is also calling you, me, us. And as you dip your toe in, no, you don't go alone, I promise.